Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rainey kicks the 1-1. Swung on, hit well. Left center field and deep. Thomas going over in the gap to the track. He looks at the wall. It's gone! Matt Fearling has done it again! A ninth inning homer to put the Phillies on top. 6-5 as Veerling goes deep for the second time tonight. It's his third of the year. And the Phillies Matt Veerling, man. You are the man. No, that would be sacrilegious. But nonetheless, there it is, by the way, this hour sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Uh, happy to be joined by our pal Ben Davis. Uh, fresh back from a little out-of-town jaunt watching the kids play volleyball, right? Ben, did, she do, did they do well in the tourney? They did okay. I think they could have done better, but uh, overall I was pretty happy with the way they performed. I uh, had to get back because she has a lacrosse tournament in Hershey, PA, she and her sister that my wife coaches. So they left this morning, and off they went. <laughs> you, have, you have four kids, right? Four, yes. Yep, yeah, bookend boys, 16, uh, 14, 13, and 7. So, and they are all, and I'm sure they just have you and your wife running all the time. Which yeah, is that's the, all we do. We just, we're just, we just burn diesel everywhere we go. <laughs> all right, one last question before we get into the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, because Jody was a sports dad. I was a sports dad watching our kids play. Jody coached his daughter in hoops. I coached my son in hockey a little bit when he was younger before they like got serious about it. Um, are you the sports dad in the stands who makes noise, or are you the sports dad who sits there and quietly watches? I sit there and quietly watch. I, I never say, and I, I never say never, but I never say anything to them uh, throughout the course of a, of a game. It's just I don't feel it's my place. If I feel like I need to mention something after the game, I will go ahead and do that. I think you could have done this better, or I think you did this really well. Keep that up. Um, but I don't think it's in the middle of the game is the time or the place. Jody, what about you? When, when you weren't coaching, when you were just watching? Yeah, no, I took uh, the direction from my father, who never said anything ever yep. until we got in the car after the game driving on the way home. Oh, um, but I got a question for Ben. Yes, How Jody. tall are you? I am 6'5". You are 6'5". Yes. How tall is your 16-year-old son? He's, uh, he's almost 6'4". He's getting there. He's getting there. So it's actually... Um, yeah, he's, he's a left-handed pitcher, uh, first baseman, but it's actually tomorrow he's going to play in the Carpenter Cup in the semifinal and, at CBP, and he's actually starting pitching. So it's going to be fun to watch him out on, on that field. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a, a, lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of was fun he, to watch. Was he at uh, the homestand this past week? He was. Yes, he was. I think he, yes. was, at, he was at a couple games. You saw him, Jody? Your broadcasting pals mentioned that they thought that he was now taller than you. 
No, oh he's my not. God! <laughs> look how big Ben's kid is. That kid's about six foot nine. <laughs> no, he's not there yet. But uh, okay. I have to keep knocking him down to peg. But he keeps creeping up on me. He's like <laughs> looking me in the eye, like I got you now, Dad. I said, easy there. Hold your horses there, buddy. Not yet. All right, all right, all right. All right. The, the the Ben Davis family is doing well, and we're delighted. The Phillies are doing well, and we played the Matt Veerling, the second of Matt Veerling's two home runs coming into it. And Jody and I discussed this at the start, and I kind of want your thoughts on it, because when the role players are all doing well, right, when the Stotts and the Veerlings and all these guys are contributing, you know that things are just happening. I, I don't even know what question I have out of that except... Boy, all those secondary guys are, are really helping out Rob Thompson and the Phils right now. Well, they are, and, and they need that to happen because if they don't, then you can isolate the big bombers in the, in the, in the lineup. You can isolate Schwarber and, and Harper and Castellanos and, and Hoskins, who's swinging the bat really well right now. You can isolate those guys. So if you're getting production one through nine, it. Oh, geez. You know what? I think that was – I accidentally did that. Oh, I'm like, Kyle, got- get him back. Jody, I literally shifted my position, and I think I knocked the phone off. <laughs> Jonesy, we were blaming cell towers. The Jonesy one was not my fault. This blame one ourselves. I will, no, I will, I will take full blame for this. I just I moved, and I pushed my mouse, and when I pushed my mouse, boy, that's a sensitive mouse. All right. I'm sorry. We'll get him back. Uh, but, but to his point, and I think it's a good point, If you have the guys who are, say, 21 through 26 on your roster giving you something, that really, it it just gives you so much of a better opportunity. And we'll go further with Ben when we reestablish contact. Key being bullpen guys. You talked about Stott and Verling and everything else. I'll take Verlander if if I can get him. He's pitching okay for Houston. Uh, could win another Cy Young. Yeah, um, yeah th- those are, are ones that you, you, you wouldn't think could give as yeah. big a contribution. Oh, the bullpen's used every day. Somebody's yeah. coming out of that pen every single day and either getting the job done or not getting the job done and grabbing the attention of everybody. That needs to be managed differently and better. And to this point, that's part of what's working for Rob Thompson the bullpen guys have not blown up on him the way that they did on Joe Girardi. Well, Ben is back with it. Ben, I'm sorry. That was on me. That was my No worries. Fault. No worries. I was like, what the heck happened? <laughs> uh, I accidentally pushed the mouse. Anyway, no so no you, you were saying? No, I just think that the, the longer they can keep this lineup going like that, it's going to just help everybody out. I mean, the more length they get out of that lineup, the, the guys, the, the Garrett Stubbs hitting the three-run homers in the ninth inning. I mean, these things are – I mean, it's it's been unheralded guys that – you know, you, you haven't really heard about before, but these guys are really contributing. It's one thing we heard Rob Thompson say, like when, when Bryson Stott really got hot. He goes, well, these guys bring a lot of energy. It's one thing to bring energy, but it's another thing to produce and contribute, and that's what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, let me take you to the bullpen. And Ben is good enough to come on with me every once in a while after the games as well on Monday and Tuesday nights here on WIP. So I think we've already discussed this, but it's worth uh, repeating and going over again. I'll get real specific. A guy like Familia. Brought him in, paid him what you paid him, had the level of success elsewhere, but you're a couple years removed from it. You're not asking him to close games, but you planned on using him in high-leverage situations, and he hasn't lived up to what would have been fair expectations leading into this year. Shoot, I got Philly fans calling me and saying he should be DFA'd. He's killing us. They're not going to do that. 
How do you work around that? How do you get him back to a level where you can use him in a key spot? Not necessarily closing, but not garbage time either. Up by 10 runs, down by 10 runs. How It's a tough task. How do the Phillies have to go about reestablishing a guy like Familia? Or have you seen enough where you say, all right, you made a mistake, you signed him, now you got to eat it, you got to move on? Yeah, I think, I think at this point you've got to take the feelings out of it um, because of the amount of money that, that ownership has spent, the fourth highest payroll. And, and you said it, you're not asking him to close games, but, Jody, you are asking him to throw strikes. And that's not just for him, but it's for the whole bullpen. You can't come out of the bullpen and throw balls. It, it just it can't happen. And some of these lineups are so good, especially these teams in the National League East. I mean, they have really legitimate lineups. And if you start walking, guys, you're just asking for that Earl Weaver three-run homer that's going to come back and bite you in the tail. Yep. But you are asking these guys to throw strikes. I, I think maybe that is the time you bring in a jury's familiar. Is, you know, maybe you're up by six or seven runs. Come in, throw strikes, and kind of ease your way back into that role that we signed you to be in. Um, uh, but uh, until then, I don't, I don't see any other way you can bring these guys into close ball games because if they're not going to throw strikes, then they shouldn't be in the ball game. Yeah, well, and that's the problem that uh, that they have. That's the challenge they have is he he looks at the bullpen and who can he rely on? Who who are the guys? Who are the two or three names out there, Ben? That if you're a manager, you say, okay, it's a close game. It's the seventh inning. This is my guy. Well, I think he kind of saw that yesterday in the first game. Um, I think he saw that with Sarah Anthony, uh, with Brad Hand, who came in to close that first game. You know, guys that are going to throw strikes for the most part. I know Hand hasn't been great with inherited runners. But when he comes into a clean inning, he's been pretty darn good. Sir Anthony is on a whole different planet right now. He's a whole different level. Um, what he's able to do with the baseball, with the, you know, he's got that four-seamer that cuts a little bit, but with the, he's throwing that two-seamer now that's exploding down and in on, on the knuckles of right-handed hitters. And he's got this wipeout slider right now. He's got these three pitches that are just dominant. Um, and I, I think, you know, is he going to be the closer at, by the end of the year? I think that's a good possibility, but I think the role that he is having right now, um, passing that torch along, you know, when you come in that, we heard Larry Anderson say all the time, you, know, you come in that ninth inning, there's no net underneath you. Yep. And we don't know if Sarah Anthony would be accustomed to that role or grow into that role. I guess we could always try it out, but until then, I think the Phillies are content to have him be that eighth inning guy. You know, there's a couple guys out there that, you know, you just they are the box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get out of them on a given day. Yes, some of them have really good stuff. But unless you can throw that ball across that 17-inch plate, you're not going to be out, out there having a lot of success. Ben Davis quoting Forrest Gump, let it be known. Jody? <laughs> uh, I'll go non-Forrest Gump, or I, I don't mean to. If I go there, so be it. I apologize. Um, ben Davis, at what age in your playing career did you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm not as good as I was a year ago or two years ago? Was was there a particular time, and do you know what age you were when you did that as a catcher in Major League Baseball? Yeah, um, well, I, I wouldn't say it was Major League Baseball. I think it was, um, you know, it was my last couple years in the minor leagues. Um, it was one of those things where my bat speed just kind of evaporated. It seemed like every time I went up to the home plate, it was 0-2 or 1-2. and two. And I had trouble hitting balls out of, out, of, out of in batting practice. You know, it was one of those, it just seemed like my bat speed decreased. It wasn't through a lack of effort. Uh, you know, Lord knows I was the first one there every day, get my swings and get my reps. It just seems like no matter what I did, I just lost my bat speed. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to deal with, but I think I was at the point in my life where I said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. At that time, I had three kids. 
um, not making any money. I was basically paying to play money because, you know, they're traveling around with me, mm-hmm. you know, making no money. And it was just, uh, it was one of those harsh realities. You got, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to miss it, but I can't do it anymore. It was not a tough, not an easy time in my life, but it's one of those decisions as a grown man you have to make. How old were you? Uh, I was, what, 29? Yeah. yeah. I hope you put together the pieces as to why I'm asking the question, because the yeah. Phillies have a 30-year-old catcher with three more years to go in his contract who looks to be losing some edge to his game, that his bat speed isn't what it used to be. It's a good thing he's still got his regular speed because he keeps bouncing into double plays, and every once in a while he does beat it out and let a run score with the bases loaded. Um any similarities to what you went through with what we're seeing these days with JTV Armuto? I think it is in, in catching up to the fastball. You know, he was, was a guy that could always get to that fastball, and he could drive it line to line. He's just very late on them right now. He's hitting a ton of fly balls to shallow right field, pop-ups a second. Uh, he's just not getting the bat there on time, and he also seems to be out in front in, on breaking balls. So that's not a good spot to be. Uh, believe me, I, I've been there. Uh, but that's the one thing that the concern that I have with, with him right now is the fact that he's not getting to the fastballs. And that's not a good sign because if you can't hit the fastball at the big league level, you're not going to be able to hit at all because these guys have dominant fastballs. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why you get through the minor leagues. You're, you are able to hit fastballs and get to that level. And, again, if you can't hit them at that level, it's, it's going to be a long run. Um, it's a good question, Jody. I, I think it still could be in there for him. I mean, he's got the raw athletic ability. I mean, you can see that. But it just seems like he's a tick off this, not a tick off, but more than a tick off this year because he's just not getting these pitches. And it's the, he's getting good pitches to hit. That's what I think is the most frustrating part that I can see out of him. And he's not a guy that shows a lot of frustration, but there's some pitches, a lot of pitches that he should have gotten to this year. They're just fouling off down the right field line because he's late. Yeah, yeah, it is a concern. Um, ben, 13 out of 15 for the new manager. And, mm-hmm. you know, the axiom in baseball mm-hmm. is that a manager can win or lose you five games a year and doesn't ultimately make that much difference. But clearly something is different. Is it attitude, strategy, luck? What do you see? I think a little bit has to do with, with luck and strength of schedule. Because, you know, when this whole thing started, think about it. They, they go in there face the Angels, who were on that horrible losing streak, and then they end up firing Madden. And then they go into Milwaukee and play a horrendous team in Milwaukee. And I was just looking at the standings this morning. They're only a game back behind St. Louis, which I, I don't understand, mm-hmm. because that Milwaukee team I saw, the lineup was just a bad lineup. You know, then they come back home, and you know, they're, they're, playing, they're playing better baseball, and they're having all these guys that we discussed early in the conversation, all these guys, different guys contribute. And I think it was like the perfect storm to having, you know, winning 13 to 15 for Rob Thompson. From a strategic standpoint, I don't know how different it is. I mean, I think there's, I, I am seeing a little bit, uh, a little bit of difference of letting guys kind of, you know, do it on their own instead of just pulling the plug. Uh, lefty, lefty, I got to bring you out. Yeah, you know, I got to right. bring a righty in. I think it's letting guys be themselves a little bit more. I will say, I will say this. I'm seeing a lot more top stepping, and that's from. You know, all 26 guys in that lineup, they're on that top step, stop step, rooting on their teammates throughout the course of the ball game. I'm seeing a lot more smiles on the bench. And listen, if you're not having fun playing this game, and again, it is a game, and I know they're getting paid millions of dollars, but at the end of the day, it is a game, and you play the game because A, you're good at it, and B, because it's fun. 
If they're not having fun, there's no sense in playing it. I know you can say, well, I play it for that amount of millions of dollars. Yeah, you probably would. But if you're not having fun, you know, what's the sense in doing it? These guys are having fun right now, and you can see it on their faces. All right, Ben, last one for me. Very player-specific again. I asked you about familiar about JTV Omuto. I want to ask about Reese Hoskins, because mm-hmm. when the team was struggling and before Girardi was let go, people were, we got to trade Reese Hoskins. Get what we can for Reese Hoskins. we got to rebuild this thing. Reese Hoskins is a vital piece. And I would note that he's hitting 202 and say, what do you think you're going to get in exchange for Reese Hoskins if you traded him right now? Well, now he's carrying the team offensively, and that's Reese Hoskins. When he's hot, he's one of the best offensive players in baseball. When he's cold, he can kill you with his uh, strikeout, double play, out after out after out. So we know what he is. Now would be, if you're just talking about getting the best in value in return for him, now would be the time that you'd want to do something like that. If you went Dave Dombrowski's shoes, how would you look at Reese Hoskins right now? Well, I think it would have to be a major haul back in, you know, in, maybe adding a couple really legit bullpen pieces. Um, Reese is, I think if you can manage the streakiness of, of Reese Hoskins, then obviously that would be the way to go. But we'd like you said, when he's hot, I mean, he, he has carried this ball club at times yep. over the last three weeks to a month. He's been outstanding. Um, and I know people get on about his defensive woes and this and that. If he drives in more runs than he lets in from a defensive standpoint, that's fine by me. Um, is he going to win a gold glove? No, he's not. But if he's going to drive in more runs than he lets in, then I'm okay with it. Um, if they were to move Reese Hoskins, which I don't think is going to happen because I think they're willing to deal with the streakiness, if they were to deal him, I think it would have to be for some legit bullpen pieces, maybe even a starting pitcher. I'm not sure. Um, but I think that's the only way that Dave Dombrowski deals him right now. Yeah, and it's tough to find a team that has more than one legitimate bullpen piece to move. Correct. And I'm, I'm not moving for a guy who's going to give me 70 innings a year, which is typically what you get these days. So, yeah. Ben Davis, it is always a pleasure. When are you? Uh, when do we ne- next get to see you on TV? I will be. I fly out of here on uh, the off day on Monday to head to Texas. So I got those two in Texas in the booth with Tom, and then we go to San Diego for four uh, before returning home. San Diego so, nice. is going to be a really good test. It will, it will be a really hey, big test. Yeah, they're playing be good whatever, baseball. 19 out of 21 after San Diego, then we really got something <laughs> Exactly right. Yeah. All right, uh, Ben, go enjoy all your kids, man. We'll do. Thanks, guys. I appreciate right, it so much. Ben. Thanks Have so much for joining us. Yeah, the, the challenge for trading Hoskins is nobody's going to get – listen, if you can get a legitimate starting pitcher, I, everybody's looking for that, right? I don't know who's going to give you that. And bullpen, it's – there's just not not that much depth. If if you're a bad team, you probably don't have good bullpen to trade. Right, and I give Dave Dombrowski and the other 29 general managers and all those who came before him this much of a break. It's the toughest thing in baseball to do. Yeah. Identify good relievers that are going to be good when they come to your team. You You go out and get guys that you think are going to be upgrades, and they come in and they stink. You find a guy in the scrap heap, he comes in. You see what this kid Holmes is doing for the Yankees this year? He's yes. become their closer. Yes, He was a middling guy. I saw him pitch plenty against the Phillies out of the Pirate bullpen. Yeah. He was absolutely nothing special. How the hell do you know he's going to become it's, the best closer I, in baseball? It's so year-to-year with relievers, which is why the, the one thing that I do believe in is not signing relievers to expensive long-term contracts. Right. Because they're all so year-to-year. 
And All right. Let me, but, let's, uh, but if you're trading a guy like Reese Hoskins in exchange for him, you can absolutely get crushed in the deal. Oh, Bring yeah. in a guy, and the guy can be uh, well below average, and you're ca- counting on him being the key piece of your bullpen. Yeah, good luck. Roll the dice. Well, that's – I mean, it was free, it was a signing, not a trade, but that's what Canable is this year, right? Yep. They thought he'd come in. He'll be good, and hardly. Uh, let's get Carl in Bucks County up here. Wants to talk about Hoskins. Hey, Carl. Amazing coincidence. There you go. Let me preface everything by saying it's wonderful to hear you guys together again. You, uh, sadly, I had to take the loss, the loss of Ray, and I hope he's enjoying retirement. He uh, Ray retires in an odd way, so he retires, and now all he all he does is work. So this will give me one more one last chance to plug it. He is going to be signing and selling books today at Surfside Park in Avalon. Ray is driving from Center City to Avalon just to do this library book signing at six o'clock. So there you go. So he'll okay, be, he'll be the he'll be the guy on the beach with long uh, long pants, khakis, and a button <laughs> yeah. down long sleeve shirt. That's the one. Okay. You got it. I'll see him on his blanket. Okay. I, 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 this, uh, I, nothing personal about Reese Hopkins. I'm looking at a ball player. Uh, first of all, he cannot field his position, which frustrates me. That error the other night on that throw, this kid plants his foot on first base as soon as he hears the ball go off the bat, and he anchors there no matter where the hell the ball is thrown. Teach him how to move his feet and, and shift his positioning. Number two, uh, yeah, you're – you're not going to get a hotter Reese Hopkins until probably mid-August, because that's the way this kid rolls. He's good for 10, 15 home runs on the beginning of the season and a little bit more than that, maybe towards the middle and end of the season, mm. and he gets a soft 40. And while you say that, you know, they're functioning and I hate to give that up, he's, he's not going to win you a pennant. He's not that type of a slugger. They don't fear facing Reese Hopkins, because you can pitch to Reese Hopkins. You'll strike him out on the same pitch a million times. And that's my biggest complaint about him. And the Phillies going into this season, I don't know the new players, but up until then, they seem to get struck out on the same pitch all the time. Hey, I don't you, think uh, a lot of them just... I, 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 listen, I appreciate your input. I don't have a whole lot to argue with you about. But you do realize... The, the, you, you don't sound like a guy who's enjoyed the last 15 games. Has he been on vacation the last two weeks? Yeah, I was going to no, say, no, Carl, no. you're a bit of a Debbie Downer considering what's going on these days. Well, because it's so delicious when it happens, and you know it's not maintainable. All right. And okay. All, all right. We got to we got to go. I I appreciate your input. I'm late for a break. I wanted to get you in before that, Jody. All those good vibes I had after Ben Davis eroded with that call. And and uh, Ben is not a, a pom pom waving guy. No, no. There there are guys like that. He's not one of them. He'll tell you what he sees. But yeah, Ben paid close attention the last two weeks. Apparently, the caller has been out of the country, and well, uh, he, I hope he had a great time and yeah, uh, didn't he, have any problems getting back in. Thinks it's a mirage. 215-592-9494. We are here until 1 o'clock. Go Birds Radio coming up at that point, Kyle. And Kyle, today, because we've covered a lot, and we always like to get in what we forgot to talk about, you have a an especially great one of those coming up at the end of the show, right? I sure do. Good. I want to plug that. There you nice. go. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 